Knock, knock. Fat lady in a closet. Fat lady in a closet, me. <laughs> oh, oh, you know, people just can't get enough of me. And by enough, I mean there's always too much of me, physically and just like verbally, just far, far too much. I just want to let you know I am on a weight loss journey. I've had an epiphany and I want to be under 130 pounds and healthy one more time before whatever it is takes me the fuck out. And the best part of it is, I'm not going to fucking tell you about it. Because who cares? No one wants to hear about your diet and exercise routine in great detail. So I am not going to do it to you because I don't want to hear about it. Okay? Now, if you're on a exercise regime and you want to, like, post about it and get encouragement from, you know, kind people, then please feel free and do that. Because sometimes it's a motivating factor to get some kind of acknowledgement from someone who isn't me. But I am not going to do that to you because the only thing to me worse than talking about your diet and exercise plan is listening to someone talk about their dreams because uh, no one fucking cares. Your subconscious is your own black pit of shit. So you just enjoy that. But I am sitting here really, really sweaty right now. And I can't believe any of you came back after the last show where I consistently was talking about my cunt sister Janice, but somehow I called her not Janice eight times. And then I used the word joy another 568 times. And then I gave a really bad review, <laughs> like a favorable review of my new favorite movie, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which um, I recommended to you all. And then Lisa, my wife, and Rainbow were going to watch it. And then they just never wrote me back about the fact that they, I'm going to guess, didn't like it and didn't want to hurt my feelings about it, which is okay, Rainbow and Lisa. This is just my passive aggressive way of saying you didn't like something I liked and that's okay. Okay, like we can't, we are not the same people just because Rainbow and I love the same woman in very different ways does not mean we should share the same opinions and that's okay. But if you want to listen to a really good show about my new favorite movie, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, you should listen to, let me cue it up here, Podcast of a Lady on Fire. These chicks, they use the word queer. I'm not sure I know what that means on account of how I'm 40 and I'm not sure. Maybe it's like an inclusive like umbrella uh, word. I don't really know because I just stopped being racist like five minutes ago. And by racist, I mean mocking stereotypes. Not like actual hatred. I'm just trying to make you laugh in a kind of archy bunker, uncomfortable, isn't that a little bit crazy way because it's just ridiculous. Having said that though, I have East Indian neighbors on one side and they never talk to me. But when Sarah's outside, like, she cannot get a moment's peace. She's out there gardening, doing whatever, and they're just chit-chatting away. I go outside and it's Scowl City. So I'm not sure if they have any inkling as to the fact that we are together or... And our kids look very... Like, Malcolm looks very much like me because I gave birth to him. And Stella looks very much like Sarah because Sarah gave birth to her. We're basically walking around with our, like, salt and pepper kids because we are as well salt and pepper shakers. Uh, she's very blonde. I'm very uh, ugly. And I just wonder, like, what do they think? Like, I know they're maybe from another country, but they've lived here for a very long time. Very educated and very nice from what Sarah's told me about them because they don't talk to me. <laughs> but I also wear Mona Lisa's scowl a good majority of the time because I don't like to bother people on account of how I'm, you know, a nuisance and annoying. So I try to do them that favor. Like, you're welcome. You don't have to talk to me. That's my gift to you. So I'm just trying to figure out, like, do they know? That we are a gay couple or do they think perhaps that like I'm Sarah's indentured servant and I do all the barbecuing outside 
and I felt really bad. Um, like our decks, I could hand them a broomstick. And depending on where you live in the world, maybe that is a good amount of space between neighbors, depending on where you are. Like if you live in New York, that would be like so much space. But in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, that feels tight. That feels uh, very close. It affords you little to no privacy. And our decks are practically touching. And I just, you know, I, I, I found that this house that we moved into, it's lovely. I love it. It's nice. The backyard is quite small. Uh, the neighbors are quite close. And I've just basically come to the conclusion that I do not want to spend uh, what few years I have if I'm lucky enough to make it to retirement in this house, in this yard. I want like a large amount of space far, far away from everyone. And this summer, uh, they built their deck actually when they moved in after our deck was already built and they just built it the same size facing each other. So it's super awkward when I'm going out there and I don't know, I don't know anything about their culture. I'm just assuming that they don't eat pork, which might be racist in and of itself. But I want you to take that as ignorance, which is what it actually is. And one day I went out there and I burnt the shit out of some ribs. I went inside to get something and then I got distracted and then I went back out there and my barbecue was on fire and pork smoke is wafting their way. Maybe they eat pork, maybe they don't. I don't know. I'm just telling you, I felt really guilty about it. And ever since they built that deck, strangely, right beside our deck and uh, very close, which I find is odd, Sarah and I have fantasized about building a privacy screen there. And maybe I failed to mention how we have kind of a glass door that faces their deck. So if they're standing on their deck and we are in our house eating dinner at our table, you look out the window and they're staring into our house. It's kind of like uncomfortable. You know, I feel like I don't like that. And I'm a very private person. I don't, I don't like you know, people, <laughs> sorry, the whole point of me telling you this story about those people, otherwise known as our neighbors, uh, we've had a privacy fence built and it's been glorious. It's really increased my enjoyment of our deck tenfold. And this is pertinent information because why? Well, it's not. Let's just move right along because I don't remember why I told you that story, except to say that I'm happy that we have a nice, big, thick division between our decks and I'm sure they're happy about it too because we had to pay for it and get it done but they are also gifted with not having to see me I wish I knew what that was like uh, my sister not Janice always jokes about how great it is when I take the kids home from my mom's house she's like oh it's always so great when you leave and I just think man I would love to know the freedom of watching me walk out the door I just think that would be so great. And then hearing the door shut behind me, except I would be me and they would be someone else. I don't know. I can't. Uh, that's inception to me. I don't really even know what happened there. But I would just love to be away from myself. And the only way to accomplish that is to go to sleep. And then I'm just stuck with my own subconscious. And then in a roundabout way, I will not tell you about any of my dreams because no one cares. Okay, second last story. My mom, who is, uh, you know, my mom, who you may have known from prior uh Salty stories, low salt diet, she doesn't believe it, yada, yada, yada. Here's something you don't know about her, and maybe about the Italian culture as a whole. There is a rhyme or a saying or a fable about every single fucking thing. It's just a weird Italian culture thing. So every time, deep sigh, <laughs> every time my mom has to get up to shit, she says this thing. And from what I can gather because it's in proper Italian, not in the dialect that we grew up with. It's about 
like, I guess it's Easter or whatever Jesus holiday where he's up on the cross. I think that's Easter. And there's a reenactment going on in the town. And there's a guy playing Jesus up on the cross. And he's trying to whisper to those around him, like, guys, you got to get me the fuck down from here. I know we're in the middle of reenacting this heinous event in history. However, I have to shit. So if you don't get me down from this cross immediately, I am going to shit all over the fucking place. I know you're thinking this cannot possibly be true. And if I were you, I would be thinking the exact same thing because like, how, how would anybody even fucking come up with that? And why? And why wouldn't you just say, pardon me, my friends, I have to go to the bathroom. I will be back shortly. But no. Mm-mm. Okay, I'm going to play that for you right now because I would want proof. Oh, and I've got proof, my friends. Fucking told you guys. I fucking told you guys. Who would believe me otherwise? Like, I think, I think about what I imagine other people's moms to be like. Like, Sarah's mom. She, she's like, like the leave it to beaver mom, you know, just always looking on the bright side of life, baking cookies. And I think to myself, what could I have been if I had Sarah's parents? And sometimes not Janice and I, my sister, we play, what could we have been if we had Sarah's parents? Which isn't to say that my parents were bad. There's just two different parenting styles there completely. And I think it's cultural. And Sarah's dad, my mom, exact same age, a month apart completely different people they're in like different worlds it's amazing it is really amazing and i decided long ago this is why i have no friends so we'd play what could i have possibly been if sarah's parents were our parents and not janice decided maybe she could have been an accountant or a teacher and i decided maybe i could write something oh that makes me feel embarrassed to say i've decided to start writing some stuff not going to bore you with it. It's just kind of essays of my life experiences because I've had some weird shit, like kind of David Sedaris kind of stuff where it's meant to be a little bit funny and a little bit poignant and a little bit uh, hopefully not too shitty. But I won't bore you with that either. I've just got to focus some creative energy somewhere because I'm kind of in this like three-quarter life crisis right now. So why not expend that energy in a creative way where I can write things down. Because I used to be, when I was younger, pretty okay at writing. Like, I went to an elementary school of, like, 300-plus kids, and they chose me to go to this uh, young authors thing where only one kid per school was going. And then I backed out of it because I was too scared to take the bus by myself because that's who I am as a person. I'm glad I didn't go to that because the girl they sent instead was my friend, and they, like, made you go on a video like they video recorded you and sent you home with a VHS tape, like that would have killed me. I would have wanted to melt into the fucking ground. So I'm really glad I didn't go. And who cares about what anyone did in elementary anyway? But the point is, I used to like to write, so I'm going to just try. And if it comes out and it's complete shit, that's okay. It's just as long as I get something out onto a page that'll make me feel good about myself and like I've accomplished something, even something small. You're never too old to try to do something. That's what I'm trying to tell myself. Like, I'm not going to ever, like, learn the guitar or rollerblade. But maybe I could write something that's, like, concise and interesting and funny. Oh, that seems like a tall order. If I ever get brave enough, maybe I'll post it. But I highly, highly doubt that. I'm feeling really uh, flushed and, like, 
embarrassed just even talking about it. So let's just move right along. If you're not a member of the Change of Address Facebook page, because why, why would you? <laughs> I have a special announcement. My best good friend Sugar has been tricked into doing a podcast with me. I cannot tell you how excited I am to try this out. I don't know what that means exactly. I'm not a big fan of like cram a show into like a mold and try to force it into being something. So I think we're just going to talk and just see what happens. She's so smart and so funny and so quick on her feet and very musical. She's very well informed, especially when it comes to American politics. She is all over Twitter all the time. I'm just feeling very lucky that she's willing to do this with me. It's probably not going to sound super great, but honestly, a lot of podcasts don't sound really great right now because it's not often two people in the same room on account of COVID and we're all going to die. So I'll Skype her. Maybe occasionally she can come over at some point. It seems weird to mix houses and I don't think she's really into that. And I don't want to make her wear a mask in my tiny little closet with me. Although it would, it would like stop the stench, especially right now. I smell like a dumpster fire. Having said that, so look for episodes in this feed that are called Spoonful of Sugar Episode Blah Blah Blah, because that's what we're going to call the show. I'm really looking forward to doing a show with another human being. And, you know, there's just more energy when you have an exchange of ideas instead of one person creating a monologue of sorts. No, not of sorts, actual monologue, which can be really great. And you must feel so happy to be blessed with that. Okay. Moving right along. All right. Listen to this. Change of address pod at gmail.com. That's where you can reach me. See? I complained about change of address 69 at gmail.com for two years. Finally, I have finally, finally changed it to something that doesn't make me want to uh, cut myself out of my own body. See? Attainable goals, my friends. Attainable goals. So if you need me, reach out there. If you have any questions for the upcoming Spoonful of Sugar episodes, podcast, whatever, you can email me there. You can message me on Facebook, Twitter. I'm on Instagram. Sure. I'll never post anything on Instagram, but I'm there if you need anything. Uh, you can leave an iTunes review. Why not? Everybody's got to go to the bathroom sometime. Did you hear my mom's poem? Did you hear it? Yeah. You, you could... Set that as a ringtone if you wanted. So basically, the next time you go to the bathroom, hopefully not on a crucifix, you can, like, look up the show on iTunes and, like, give it a five-star rating. And you could write, hey, this doesn't suck that much. Or, you know, something nicer. Maybe I've impacted your life with my racism and objectifying women. Maybe. But maybe not. Okay, I'm just going to go cut myself. So if you need anything, change of address pod at gmail.com. And there's a donate button right? Like, why would you want to do that? This is just a free show in a sea full of fucking celebrities also doing free shows. So it's very difficult <laughs> to get anyone's attention. Just keep in mind that Dax Shepard does not need your money. And Mark Maron doesn't need your money. And Michelle fucking Obama does not need your money. You know who needs your $2 a month? Or even like $1 a fucking year? Me. Me. I need it. I need it. I'm too cheap to buy running shoes that I need for work, which is somehow your fault. 
Okay. All right. I got to go. I'm going to quit while I'm far, far behind. Like Michelle Obama. When I started podcasting, it was always like, what's a podcast? And then you have to spend like the next 45 minutes with like a fucking pie chart and like a, like a laser pointer explaining people how to go and get a podcast. And now it's like, Everybody has a podcast. Like, when did that happen? Was it Serial that was the catalyst for like, oh, now everyone can have a podcast? It's like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, everyone can. And it's for everyone who, like, isn't famous or a millionaire. That's what I thought it was. It was like the modern day ham radio, except now it's not. Now there's like this weird slew of, like, middle-aged white guys who think anyone cares what they have to say about Star Trek. And, like, Michelle Obama. Those are the bookends for podcasting as it stands on this very day. And I am somewhere in that gray, washed out middle, just trying to be now. And this is more for me, for my own posterity than it is for anything else. But it is, it is nice to see that someone enjoys what you're doing. It does feel good. And it can be like a really quiet landscape where people don't reach out. And I know because I listen to a lot of shows and I don't reach out to them because I'm busy or like I don't want to bother anyone or I don't want to be rejected or like not have my email answered. I promise I will answer. And not only will I answer, I will keep it going until we both die. Because as a kid, I was a ghost. I was just kind of like in the periphery. No one could hear anything I said. None of my observations mattered. It was like I didn't exist. So as an adult, if somebody messages me, I want to make sure I completely answer them and they feel heard so much so that I'm a fucking nuisance and I will just never stop ever I will keep that text stream going until we are both dead and I without exaggeration so please just I'm sorry but I want to make sure that you know that you're heard and you're cared about and you need it okay so just just reach out I am just gonna run off a fucking cliff that's a portrait reference you know, Portrait of Lady on Fire, my favorite movie. Okay, I gotta go. I will just keep this going until we're both dead. Okay, okay, love you. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the sugar shows. Oh, that has a nice little alliteration to it. Sugar shows. I like that. Okay. Thank you. And goodbye.